When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you don't have a basic framework to lead people through change, you're in trouble. That's your people, yeah? Because um, if you don't have a framework that allows you uh, to generate ideas through your teams and get that engagement, you're in trouble. And if you don't know as a people leader how to handle an idea that's come to you from one of your team members or your staff, yeah, and you mishandle that, to, not to over ex, overextend this in terms of exaggeration, but that's slightly almost, and we and the business misses a great opportunity. Um, that's almost sackable, right? So, all these are the new skills of a people leader that 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 need to be part of that continuous learning loop that they, uh, that are being asked of them more than ever before. Welcome to the Manage Self Lead Others Leadership Podcast with Nina Sunday for experienced and aspiring people managers. This show will help you explore ways to become a more intentional leader. Each episode, host Nina Sunday speaks with some of the brightest business minds on the planet who share a passion to elevate and transform team culture. Workplace culture hides in plain sight. Is yours flourishing? Join the movement to make your workplace a better place to work. Are you ready? Because it's time to manage self, lead others. This episode, it's my pleasure to welcome a longtime friend and colleague, John Prentice, founding partner and director at Change Enablement, driving cultural adaptation and improvement for the betterment of organisations. I've been involved with him uh, for many years, uh, leading change management inside organisations. And now through my association with John Prentice and his uh, company, I'm now accredited in design thinking and I'm so excited at the natural evolution of the facilitation that I and my uh, that I can do either live online uh, or face to face in Australia Pacific. This is a fireside chat where we just throw around a few ideas about what is the state of innovation today especially post-COVID crisis where we're now in recovery and where there are huge opportunities for innovation and growth. Over to our conversation. G'day, John Prentice. G'day, Nina Sunday. Nice to be here. Pre-COVID, I was pretty involved with your company, Change Enablement, uh, with uh, change management. And we have a long association over those years. And as natural evolution occurs, design thinking has something that's been on my radar for some years. And in fact, McKinsey & Co., which is a well-known consulting firm around the world, um, they talk about innovation in business and organisations is actually at a at a crisis point because um, it's more important than ever, especially now that we're in recovery after COVID, post-COVID, organizations more than ever have to take the opportunities that now exist with growth and uh and and a new vision for the future so you want to uh, comment on what the problem is with 
organizations not focusing on innovation and perhaps design thinking as a solution towards that? Well, it's nothing better than a big open question like that, Nina, to get things started. <laughs> well, I look, I, I, if I just step back from it all just a little bit, I think, you know, if you, even if you just, uh, it's for, you know, we, you're right, we've been doing this for a while. Um, um, but I, I, I don't know if you've just noticed recently that, um, you know, if you've been, if you're on LinkedIn's for some, on watching the news out there, apparently it's the brand new thing that everybody needs to do, right? So, and that's that was if you were just watching it last week. I, I think the bit is, I think that I think where it, what it is 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 that um, you can't. The first thing is there's no change if there are no ideas. That's right. So, so you've got you, to start so, with the idea. You have to, right? So, if we're lacking that, then where the status quo remains, yeah, and and in an environment where we're being challenged daily um, by messaging that comes out that says we need to be more productive, uh, we need to be, uh, uh, we need to, we need to, we need to adapt and adopt new technologies like AI whatever that is uh, into our into our business processes um when we're looking when when we're looking at complex um challenges um, that are coming towards us both both uh, as businesses and organizations but also personally there's challenges and the, and things are changing how do we do do we have a capacity to just for a little bit uh, just turn down the noise so we can go to a place where we can activate um the, the creative side of our brains to find novel solutions to get us out of those situations. And from a business perspective, I think importantly, it's the lifeblood, innovation and creativity is the lifeblood of progress. And what I love about design thinking is you don't start with the idea and how can we make the best ice cream maker and put it in the market. You start with the question, the problem, and ideation is key. And mm. too many times creative problem solving is looking at fast action to solve a problem instead of taking time to uh, go deep with the problem. And the, uh, design thinking has a marvellous uh, way of asking uh, a clarifying question, which starts with how might we, mm. and you look at who is the user and what is the benefit. So rather than just saying what's the best product or best solution, you ask the question, you live with it for a little while and and come up with an ideation process. You have lots of ideas. Isn't that right? Yeah. And I think that's I think you can do that. You can do that um in a training environment. You can do that short, fast and quick, right? And so you'll yep. get the impact of that. I think what it but I think if you sort of stretch that out into something a bit more strategic in an organization it's it's an inclusive sport so you're going to have to it's sort of it, it brings organizations together in the sense that it brings all stakeholders to the table and it's not just a i came up with this idea and therefore that's what it shall be effectively it's uh, you want as many ideas as you can get as you rightly said and you want them to come from um, um a variety a variety of views and perspectives yeah and in that itself is um is is fostering that uh, that people centric that customer centric, that human centric um, 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 personality that you that and and an outcome uh, that you're you're seeking to um, address. Um, that's that 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 is the problem uh, that has presents as opportunity. 
What I was thinking about earlier when you said um, out of change, what's the point of change management if they don't have good ideas? Now, you've been a practitioner of change management for many years, longer than me, and because that's, in fact, how we met. Um, When you were working with clients and their teams, did you notice that along the way they would start questioning the solution that they were rolling out as their change solution? Uh, uh, continuously. <laughs> because you know, they I, hadn't done enough ideation at the start. I think it can be sequential. Like we've got a good idea. We've got it to a point. Now we want to do it and we want to, we'll need to project manage and change manage that through to, to yeah. fruition. Where my greater observation is, is that someone said we need a new system, whatever that is. So that may, whatever the limit of where, however crazy or how limited their view was in terms of why that was strategically, it was important. They need to do that. I think it was within the change. I think it's within the transition where creativity is really required. And there are three pillars that support six creative habits. And the first pillar is inspire new thinking and defining challenges and starting with a clarifying question, beginning with how might we. So do you want to just um, explain that a little? Because this is all part of a a training process that can either be face-to-face or live online uh, going for as short as 90 minutes, but usually two, two and a half hours. Is that right? Well, we have well. There's we there is a short form, high impact, micro credentialed um, uh, variation that um, that is really popular um, uh, 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 with lots of organisations and teams. In the sense that what it does is it gives you what you need quickly. You're right. Inspiring new thinking starts with really um, um, falling in love with a problem. And when we fall in love with a problem, the best way that we can um, sort of uh, uh, decouple ourselves from the problem so to speak is to is to frame that problem up in the form of a question now um and i think um in the the little ebook that our accrediting company experience point have brought out they they mention a mop that i've never heard of but it's actually so a big seller probably in the united states but it's a big seller on um on amazon the switter mop uh mop (laughs) switter mop by Procter and Gamble, I had a little look at it, and they just asked, "How might we help users clean their floors more efficiently?" Right. So they didn't start with, "How can we design a better mop?" And that's that's the that's the the distinction, isn't it? You don't decide that the solution is the mop; you decide what is the function and who is going to benefit from it. Yeah, so I, absolutely. And I think what it does is sort of, it, even if you have a good idea in, as a solution in your head, yeah. but also it, what it does is sort of, it sort of litmus tests this um, um, and activates additional possibilities that you may not have considered. It may be that as you follow the bouncing ball and get to the end of the framework, that you were right at the be- you were right at the beginning um, and you were right at the end. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you needed to discount a whole bunch of other alternatives that were out there. And I, I guess that creativity is a sort of that process, a framework. Um, you know, falling in love with a problem, coming up with a question, step number one, is is a lot, just unlocks that. Just it's so you don't miss something. And sometimes we can move that quickly that we can miss big strategic opportunities that were lying right there. Yeah. Um, and and as a result, we missed it. We missed it. 
Can, can you identify when you've worked with a company, I guess without naming names, but is there a, an opportunity that you've seen your group that you were leading come up with that was surprising for everybody? I've worked with educational institutions that recognise that they'd got their courses wrong. I've I've worked with um, um, global supply chain um, providers who have, they needed to move some locations um, in terms of where they were sourcing materials from. And and what's good, what you have to, what people don't know when they're inside a company is, is it an echo chamber? Is it groupthink? Are you all just operating on confirmation bias? This inspires new thinking, and that's the that's the first pillar, which is great. And the second part of it is when you're thinking about the user, you have to think about extreme users. You don't think about the average user. And I, I what I find when people are thinking about solutions, they're usually thinking about the one that most people will employ. But to come mm. up with the best idea, you think of the users at the other end of the continuum, the extreme users. Yeah. I mean, marketers look for the middle point because that's yeah. where volume is uh, yes. you know, we're looking for extremes and we're looking for we're looking for out of the box type of thinking and we're looking for something that's nuanced and new when searching for new ideas um we really want to we really want to engage people that can bring uh that different perspectives um into it those that are really passionate about it and 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 have a deep understanding of the problem um, that, that 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 you're trying to solve and that's right and but but not but not to in any way discount those that have got absolutely no idea yeah that until they've sp- the pr- problem was presented to them um they'd never counted it before but if it was them that would that would be how they would see the world and, and that's where new markets come from that's <laughs> where new markets come from and now again i think just in the you know it's where you know the it's where businesses that are able to um innovate and 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 be creative you know create these amazing spillover effects that you know just one thing in that changes something even tweaks it or makes it better or it's strategically different has a has a ripple effect in terms of across a whole industry where other benefits are unlocked um, as a result of that tweak the netflix netflix example because if you think about uh well, if if you're over a certain age, you might remember blockbuster video stores. Mm. But uh, historically, people it was a retail uh, go to the store, uh, get the DVD, take it home. So it was reliant on the local uh, community. But then Netflix started mailing. So of course, in the United States, mail order always was much bigger than it was in Australia. So they started doing mail order, but there was a bit of a delay. But then technology started maturing to the point where they could stream live and they took off. Mm. Uh, It's a little bit like the story around Google. There were a lot of uh, search engines. what was it? Something Alta Vista and uh, different different for search engines before Google. But Google got the algorithm that said we'll show ads that people are already indicating that they're searching for. They were mm-hmm. able to connect the two, whereas before that it was just throw spaghetti at the wall banner ads. <laughs> yeah. So so this is where the innovation of today becomes the historical landmark uh, change of the future and. Perhaps that's what you want your organisation or company, whoever's listening today, to be part of that story. The thing is, sometimes it can be a bit scary, Nina. Like um, if we go, if we open this can of worms, it might cause us more problems than it's worth. Right. I think I, I, think, I, I, I tend to think that um, 
if we avoid if we avoid having this conversation, what 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 opportunities are we missing out on? As a result of just if we just stay in our lane, uh, we'll be okay. And that may be true, but, but but it doesn't necessarily mean that you should avoid the conversation of if we were to you know the how might ways in terms of can we make something better now? Can we? Are there new things that are spawning off? Uh, are there markets that are opening up for us, but we're not we're not we're not addressing them? Yeah, and if yeah. they're even in the in in the in the infancy of it even just starting the conversation it doesn't necessarily have to be solved in three hours it might just be that that's the asking the right question has activated the right thinking and as a result of that that journey can, can that journey can commence and then i guess that's that that's that that's that it can be compressed or it can be um, deliberately elongated in the sense that we're now having conversations in our business that are, where people are freely coming up with ideas and they're and they're they're open and receptive to putting them in the hand, yeah. Knowing that not all of them will get up, but if we then pull them all out, we've got this long list of options for ourselves that we've just created um, that allow us to now make some choices. Well, exactly. And it's once you've uh, started that design thinking process, it's very easy to then just tack on to the, you know the end of any meeting or the beginning of any meeting or the middle. Um, a little, uh, five minutes talking about how can we progress the ideas that we've come up with uh, to now. So it's about uh, including a focus and a commitment to innovation on an ongoing basis. And- yeah, and a simple one for leaders too, Nina. I think there's a, in, you know, this is all, this is about engagement and it is about uh, it is about getting people to uh, feel comfortable that they're, they're, what's running through their head um, can be shared openly and it's A, not going to be stolen, B, it's not going to be dismissed, C, it's not going to be uh, mishandled, um, but, but more importantly, encouraged yeah. you know, and supported. Um, and in actual fact, if we're not doing this on a regular basis, not if not just for organisational strategic stuff, just for our own team, mm. yeah, um, then again, when you know leaders are missing out on opportunities to get engagement and buy-in from their own team member, from their own staff members yeah. in terms of what's going on. The leaders don't need to come up with all the answers, uh, but there's there's a whole crew of people around them that can that 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 are, that, that 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 wisdom can be um, activated on. And once you've uh, ideated and uh, got a ton of ideas, then it's about distilling it down to what is the best idea that we're going to move forward with because the next step in design thinking, the third pillar, is to implement new ideas. And yes. the, and, and the first uh, tactic is prototyping. Do you want to explain to the listeners exactly what prototyping is, especially you know, in a business setting, because we're not always making physical products, are we? We're, we're sometimes designing better ways to achieve a behaviour. Or a process. How you construct that um, uh, can be either, could be simply just by drawing it on a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and, that, and, I, and that allows us to now articulate and share uh, that vision or that thought or that process with somebody else to actually uh, get their buy-in support around that as well too. Yeah. And in the day-to-day, it could be, all right, Let's. that sounds good, let's try it. What I like about prototyping and using the four um, segments of the of the of the page, just you know, draw, storyboard. Four, yeah, four four squares storyboard is don't write words 
picture it with stick figure humans. And yeah. that creates a different sort of thinking, neuroscientifically speaking as well. And it helps you visualize the process and inspires new thinking around it. And then, of course, uh, you can then, the process then is to share that prototype with another. And there's actually uh, a three-part three pr approach to giving feedback. Isn't that right? Well, I think the important thing about prototyping is it's about even at an early stage, and that's what we're talking about, is it actually gets your message prepared in such a way that you are now ready to socialise it, not sell it, yeah. just I'm about to share it with somebody. Uh, a lot of the time people just spurt ideas out of their mouth. Yeah. Ex expecting that the recipient of that news, who's only hearing it for the first time, will know what to do with it or will hear in the words, visualize the same thing that the that the deliverer is actually saying. And often uh, the, the the two the two visions in each other's heads are not congruent with one another. So when you when you when you when you formalize your thoughts in a and and you know and prepare yourself for the share, whether that be through a, a storyboard type scenario or a, a mock-up or something like that, you draw the recipient into the conversation and they can see what you're seeing, right? which allows them to now participate in the most crucial part, and that's feedback. Right? And constructive your... feedback. <laughs> well, it's right here where it's dangerous, right, because it's yeah. here where, generally speaking, um, a, a good idea could, an early, a good idea in an early stage could get shot down if it's not treated or handled correctly, yeah? Yes. And sometimes it could sound like this. Nina, the last time someone did something like this, <laughs> They're not here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that, a, that's 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 that poor, uh, uh, is a real swamper, isn't it? Well, <laughs> especially especially if it's coming presented the same way yeah. the last time was presented as well too, yeah. which was, it it sounded a little wacky. As opposed to, let me show you what I'm talking about by taking on that small, yes. easy to pictorialized journey from where we are to what it could be. Yeah. yeah. And then, I guess, as you were alluding to, is being able to frame that conversation up properly by asking the recipient, you know, the the the, the magical feedback componentry of I like, I like, I wonder. And yeah. really, you know, asking the participant and the recipient to work just a little bit harder and staying on the your thought just for a little bit longer by identifying two things that they like about it. But my but also how the wonder being how might they be able to make how could we make it better? Mm, yes, so and then, that's right. And there's no, I don't like that idea. Well, it's not dead yet. <laughs> it's still alive. Yeah, that's a killer. <laughs> it's still alive. And on and and when it comes to why don't we try it, we can. And when we try it, we're not saying just do it for a day. Try it for a period of time. And then we come back and we can talk about what did we like about it and how do we make it better. And so to your iterative componentry, things that it's, if we're liking what if there's if we're liking it, yeah, we'll keep doing it. And if we can keep making it better, it will become better. And before we know it, it will be the way that we do things because we left what we were doing and we became what we are doing. And I think that and, and I think that that I think that's where the 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 dynamicness of it all is, is it doesn't it 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 doesn't have to be formal formal uh, for it to to evolve. Um, but there may well need to be some formality of it and and support of it once it gets to a certain stage. And you know, you just have to put one step, uh, one foot in front of the other. Take one step at a time. Continuously improve as you go. Take on board 
I wonder suggestions uh, without without allowing people to shoot it down in flames, just uh, uh, take it step by step. And suddenly, I just love what you just said, which is you leave what you were and become what you now are, something like that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, and, and there is change, right? The process diffuses the fear component and opens up the 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 the, the fun component. And it's it beautifully fits into this whole uh, philosophy of continuous improvement yep. and kaizen. Kaizen says that's the Japanese term for uh, making a good change. Is that people aren't there to just do a job? They're also there to improve how the job is done. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about design thinking, it's not about doing the same job a little bit better. Sometimes it can open up whole brand new uh, evolutions. And so there's incremental change, but there's also, well, I can say disruptive change, but maybe quantum leap change It might be a better term. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't know until you ask. If you don't ask, the answer's already no. <laughs> and, I, and I think if you don't, as a leader, don't put the challenge to your group and let them and engage them through that process. They'll be waiting for you to tell them the answer as opposed to the answer already exists within the group. Yes. And a design thinking approach and uh, an embracing of creativity um, allows you and asking the right question just unlocks all of that very quickly um, and gets those resources working at full capacity rather than almost full, just waiting for you because you must know all the answers because you're the boss. And an earlier episode in Make Self, uh, Manage Self, Need Others is with Rod Collins and his his book is Nobody is Smarter Than Everybody. And the beautiful thing about that is that design thinking and creativity and innovation is a group team process. It's not just the realm of the leader and a good leader will actually open up the team and Treat treat them adult to adult, not parent to child. Uh, and you can't do any of this if uh, in uh, in the latter, uh, if you in my way or the highway. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's a it's about really, um, yeah, a leadership that is uh, taking taking advantage of the collective uh, wisdom. Well, how can people reach us to to um, to Find out more about doing a design thinking process either live online anywhere in the world or locally in Australia or you you actually go to Southeast Asia, I believe. Well, we're, we're Asia Pacific and yeah. we're, all, we're all through there. You've been enabled to be able to um, lead groups and organisations uh, through the similar pro- through this process. And one of the questions I uh, I've been started asking people at the end is, you know, what's something what's something new that you're excited about? And I just want to say, if I ask myself that question, I'm excited about design thinking and delivering yeah. those uh, those. Uh, well, it can be as short as an hour, but really about two hours, two and a half is about right. And face to face or icebreaker for a conference. I do conference speaking. I I can tack on an icebreaker as part of it. So. There's lots yeah, of opportunities you, there. Yeah, you won't go wrong with that. But I think more importantly, I think the uh, for those that are listening, Nina, I think the uh, uh, every I think the 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 every business needs to take a step back and have a good creative look at, at itself. Now, 
And it's not just business, it's government departments and uh, government, any enterprise. Small, medium, large, government, non-government. We've all got problems. There's no shortage of that. Um, There's no drought on those. Um, But 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 when you've got a simple to use, easy to follow, repeatable framework that you can do by yourselves, then you're in really good nick and, and in good shape um uh for for those future problems that are come that will come but today's problems that need to be addressed i have a feeling i'm going to go back to all the people we delivered change management to and say hey how are you going i think we've got a better tool <laughs> uh or you've got the next one um so i think that's the next the, one that will take start to take shape not overnight but it'll be incremental the sharing of ideas um becomes a habit and that habit is a really important one uh, when um, when 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 looking for competitive advantages um, and other opportunities that exist for growth or to make things better. Thank you, John Prentice. It's been a, a delightful fireside chat with you today. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Nina. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. I hope you enjoyed this fireside chat with uh, John Prentice, who has been in, in many ways my mentor and sponsor in becoming accredited in design thinking. I feel that this is the next evolution of my company, Brainpower Training, and me personally as a presenter. I mean, I do great workshops in leadership and communication and productivity. But design thinking has always had a bit of an edge. And I remember saying to someone 10 years ago, my greatest love would be to deliver innovation training. But I just never really, I didn't feel it was right for me to just create my own program. But now that I'm accredited in a program that is the best of the best, I put it to you that experience point innovation aware is the best of the best Uh, high-impact, short-duration workshops that uh, generates a ton of ideas, but also people will walk out with the best idea selected that they want to move forward with. And isn't that what we want? It's like like when you're doing change, a change initiative, always look for the second right answer because sometimes people just do knee-jerk answers that Uh, are safe, that you've done in the past, that doesn't ruffle any feathers, and maybe what you really need is something that's a little bit disruptive, a little bit energetic, a little bit that gets your juices flowing, and that that people can rally behind and go, yes, this can really make a difference. I want to make a difference in the world, and I think design thinking is is one way to do it. Thanks for listening. Tell me what you think. Connect with me on LinkedIn and see you next time. Nina Sunday is on a mission to help leaders transform culture. To book Nina Sunday CSP to speak at your conference, visit ninasunday.com to request a proposal. Nina travels from Brisbane, Australia for in-person presentations Australia-wide. Twice certified virtual presenter, Nina Sunday presents virtually, globally, for any time zone.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.